question. Uh, I think Sasha is frozen. Oh, no, no, no. She was just thinking. She's just frozen <laughs> in real life. She's IRL frozen this time. <laughs> I literally was just thinking. I was like, I was thinking about how much work it would be to cook dinner every day. So let's begin. I mean, it's episode two. Y'all know why you're here now. At, at, hopefully at this point, like <laughs> we've said it many times, <laughs> posted on our Instagram. Go check it out at Booyah Pro. It's just uh, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the topic. We've already been talking for hours. Yeah, we're not doing that. We don't but need to air that right now. Today's episode is called Pass the Culture, Please. I always say please, always have your manners. And the reason why we named it that is because we're going to be talking about food. Not just what kinds of foods we like, but also we kind of touched on it a little bit in the last episode, how the imposition of one's culture onto your food tastes can sometimes be uncomfortable and or downright insulting, depending on what they ask you if you have. No, I do not have hot sauce on me, just for everyone to know. I don't carry it around. I know right. it's a big thing for in the South, but I don't carry hot sauce around. <laughs> so and, <laughs> we talked a little bit about that, but we're also going to talk about uh, not just the bad side of it, because I know last uh, last episode kind of leaned a little more negative just because obviously we were venting the frustrations that we have. But there's also something so cool about being mixed and being able to taste the palate of those two cultures and even really mixing it in your own, in my own cooking that I do at home, just like kind of like mixing it up between the two cultures has been an experience, especially I know for Sasha yeah, and myself. wild child. Your mixed experience <laughs> like has caused you to not play by the rules when it comes to food. I watched this man take a bag of chai tea and open it up to spice his chicken with. That's creative. If you ask me. Also delicious. So good. That sounds so good. It's so good. The chai tea gives it like a little spiciness to it. So Yeah, yeah that sounds so yeah, good. So that's what we're talking about today. And since we've already started talking about it, we can just start with that. How other, like our cultures, how we grew up, or even the cultures we grew up around, because being from Buffalo, uh, there's a lot of uh, cultural lines here in the city. Right. And how it affected us kind of in growing into adults. Like, holy crap. I just want to say, first of all, oh. <laughs> that growing up Italian has been an honor and a privilege, especially when it comes to food. Like, it's a different experience. Like, my family eats. I concur. I'm not Italian, <laughs> but I've eaten at your house. <laughs> it gets real. And if mom, if you're listening, grandma, if you're listening, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank Jim, you. if you're listening, thank you. Because honestly, it, it really started to shape, like, what good food is in my mind. And again, I don't want to say I'm a food snob, but I definitely, growing up, was kind of like, wait, this is microwave chicken parmesan yeah i'm good and then people would be like yo food's food and obviously i understood that once i started paying for it myself but uh <laughs> italian food's expensive Fair. if you're making the good stuff but uh yeah it's been a it pleasure hits different though italian food has like days worth of care and like sauces and seasonings mixing together the love the love that's the cooked love. into the lasagna is what makes it oh. so so good. If you can't tell, we're all hungry. <laughs> By the way, I'm we, super hungry. We're all tired. 
boots off. I was looking off to the corner like, damn it. How am I going to eat on this podcast without anyone noticing? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> You're going to hear like crinkles and we're going to stop talking and she can stop. And then crinkles and then stop. No. <laughs> all my food is all the way in my kitchen. Oh, yeah, I so, just... yeah, it's far away. We're safe. It's far. Sashel has to move. We're safe. <laughs> She's not going to do it. I could just go, like, grab a cucumber and eat it. That'd be fine. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) On film, too? I mean, what at this point, what are we paying you for? Do it. (laughs) That's a whole different vibe. But, yeah, no, your family, honestly, so I'm not Italian at all, and the most Italian food that I grew up eating was prego and ragu, I will tell you. Like, but your house... I learned some things about <laughs> pasta sauce and also yeah. cookies. Oh my god. Oh my god, the cookies. The, the cookies. cookies. Uh my grandma actually, because of our last conversation, uh, I talked to her recently. If you didn't haven't watched episode one, go watch episode one. Uh recently I asked her what those were called. And they were what? Do you remember? Pizza? I, I again. No, no, no. No. Uh, they're like wedding cookies or or something. Italian wedding cookies. Right. And I she has an Italian name for them. There's an actual. I don't remember what it is. I'm sure there is. But then uh, I asked her like, oh, what? How do you make those? Like, what's in them? So I found out exactly what she makes them with. She puts like walnut extract in there, and like she puts like she really fine tunes that flavor. And then you have to bake it perfectly so it's kind of hard on the outside but, like, soft on the inside. And she said she'd make me some. So if she makes me some, I will mail you some. <laughs> oh. That's the best news Perks I've of having an day. Italian grandmother that's not your actual grandmother. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Because, uh. I mean, the cookie culture is strong. And, I mean, obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that uh, <laughs> I like my cookies. But, like, (laughs) the culture of eating in my family was, like, religious almost. Like, the meals were, uh, even when we stopped eating altogether, because, you know, the 21st century happened and we all kind of started to eat in front of our computers after a while. But the dinner itself was a sacred thing. Like, it was never to be taken lightly dinner. Like, there was never a day where my mom was just like, I don't know, have cereal. Like, like it, it just like it never. And, you know, shout out to my mom, because you really take it. You really take for granted when meals are cooked for you, when it's there your whole. Yeah, life. that's some dedication. Right. Like for years, for years and years and years. And don't get me wrong. We fucking uh, went out to restaurants and stuff. It's not like we didn't. But there was really just this culture of my mom would cook dinner. She would cook a good dinner. Like it was good. It was good food. Right. Now that you're an adult, you realize what that took. What that took, that that dedication. Uh, I think Sasha was frozen. Oh, no, no, no. She was just thinking. She was just frozen <laughs> in real life. She was IRL frozen this time. <laughs> I literally was just thinking. I was like, I was thinking about how much work it would be to cook dinner every day for our family. Yeah. I literally I'd be my don't even. Giants. No, but the thing is, is I don't even cook dinner for myself every day because I'm lazy. (laughs) Like, and I have other things to do that is not slave in front of a stove. Like, there are nights where I'm just like, yep, a packet of ramen will do it. Right. Right. 
because that's all I have energy Same. slash time for. Same. So to make like a full meal for your family is actually something that's kind of insane, <laughs> you know? And then you think about how it's like translated over time. Like you said, it was like a ritual. It was like almost a religion. Yeah. Which it, I can relate to as well, because I think even all the way up until I was moving on out after college, my parents would like have dinner and everyone would get together like without fail. Right. And that's pretty hard to do, too. Like everybody gets sit down at the kitchen table, stop what you're doing, enjoy this meal that mom worked really hard for. Right. Yeah, that's crazy because at my house, I mean, at least since middle school, like my mother would cook uh, almost every day, but then we never ate together. So it was always right. like she would eat and I would be at school doing, you know, whatever right. I had to do. And uh, like our schedules just didn't match. So we couldn't all eat as a family. So my parents like leave my food in the microwave, you know, for right. me to eat when I got home or something like that. Right. You know, so I mean, I, I had a little bit of that in high school because of uh, my sports freaking schedules were crazy. I'd be coming home at like 8 p.m. So like it would use it started being like that towards the end. But my mom would wait like my mom would like. Just be like, oh, I want us all to be together, and I want it to be hot. I want it to be a meal. Now, granted, your mom was also like, you know, having a career and stuff. So my mom—that's true. She was <laughs> That's kind true. of the my mom worked mom a lot for most of my life. Like she was always there. She worked. You know, it's not like she didn't work, but like you know, it was very rare uh, for patches of time where we needed it or something. And uh, just like that, to have the time. To have the time and the dedication to be like, okay, we're having this meal on this day, this meal on this day, this meal on this day, and I got to make sure I have all the groceries for those meals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, You're right. I Oh, I even forgot about grocery shopping. Right. The grocery shopping is like a thing. I used to hate going grocery shopping with my mother. I used to hate it, man. The other factor that we're not, like, considering is having three- and four-year-old, like, just barbarians running around your feet at the same time that you're trying to get these ingredients oh yeah oh my mom no my mom my mom had a uh my mom is when we she she got less hood as the years progressed but when we were young like it was like don't make me beat you in front of all these people like and you just kind of realize like and no i was not traumatized or beaten by my mother it was just like that that hood parent threat of like don't make me put my foot all the way up in your ass in front of all I'll these nice people. A, I'll open up a can of whoop ass. <laughs> yeah. So we, yes. were, we were generally yes. pretty well behaved when it came to... Uh, my worst thing was I would wander. I don't know about you guys, but I was always the worst at staying with the group. <laughs> like, I would always Yo. just... Like, kind of like, Sebastian goes off on his own adventure. Yeah, and then my mom... I literally have no trouble thinking that that's true. <laughs> Knowing you... I'm literally, I almost never got, that never happened to me. I would stick as close to my mom as possible in public, but that's because as a child, like, I had no identity. Right. As a shy person that was just like, I am a piece of my mother. Right. I will stick. (laughs) I am an appendage. You guys will laugh. Yeah, I'm just, like, hugging her leg, just like, I am this leg. Right. That's Bo's all you distracted need to know by about. all the food that's going into the car. <laughs> you guys, yeah, Bo's just like food. I'm food. over here, like, where's my mother? 
my experience in the grocery store as a young child is me getting like stuck on something and not realizing that everyone else has moved on. Like the cart's been long gone around to different things. Just like, Danny picking her belly button, staring. That would be a really nice snack. Yeah, we probably won't get it anyway. Mom, oh, oh I gotta catch up. Mom, see, it's funny because I had the exact opposite experience. The reason why it was so volatile is because when you're a kid and you know we didn't we didn't always live in the best areas. So, like, when you're a kid and you're four years old and you disappear, my mom goes into full, my kid got abducted mode. Like, my mom goes into full, like, goes up to the front and gets people, uh, if there is a Sebastian in the store, could you please come up to the registers? Your mother is looking for you. And like, that's happened. that would happen all the time. That would literally happen all the time. And she would just be like a frenzy. She'd be like, what? I thought someone took you. And the funny thing is, like, I've always been a big dude. So my stepdad would always, like, joke, like, who the hell is going to put the effort in to steal that? <laughs> like, that's effort. Like, that's right, he's the effort. wrong one to steal. Right. Like, that's not, it's not worth stealing him. But it, it was just always, like, funny because my mom would get really worked up and, like, she, her hood would come out a little bit. She'd be like, oh, my God, I swear to God, if I have to whoop your ass for all these people, I will. I swear. You better stand next to me. And I'm just sitting here like, oh. But as we got older, uh, shopping became a lot more of a, like, like literally just we were there to carry the water and the dog food or anything heavy mm. so that was the only reason we were ever there so we're just literally walking around like like eye rolling just fucking bored trying to wait for my mom to shop because my mom is the kind of shopper she doesn't shop like efficiently and i love my mom to death I love <laughs> my mom. she shops emotionally she shops emotionally so she'll go in and she'll go right to the milk section she's like oh i want all this and she'll realize wait it's probably not a good idea start here because i'm gonna be here for a while and all this stuff's gonna be in the cart she'll put it all back then she'll go and like oh. around to the other side see a bunch of stuff she wants on the way she'll grab it she'll grab it and then she'll get to the other side she'll grab all this stuff and she'll realize she passed the drinks so she'll go back to the drinks and then start getting drinks and then she realized she passed the pasta and go back to it. the whole thing looks like a scribble all over the map yeah. And for someone That's like me, crazy. for someone like me who's just, I'm a categorically organized kind of a person. Like I like to, I like things to make sense. I like order. For me, it was just torture, man. Just being in that store for four hours, running around all over the place. It was just like absolute torture. But you did it. You did it because you knew that the dividends coming from this shopping trip were totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say my experience shopping. So first of all, my mom doesn't make lists, but she does not shop like that. So she, every time we went into the store, like I literally still remember the layout of Wegmans. And like we would go go that way into the produce section, start there, go to the deli and the bread section, yep. and then the meat, and then you move on to cheese and dairy and eggs and then you go into the aisles where you get like your pasta your right. you know like random snacks any drinks that you need and then at the end we got cat food <laughs> and like toilet paper if we needed it right but that was like we always had the same exact route that, through wegmans that is literally me to a t like I, literally I the same. same exact but the only reason, like, my mom never, ever wanted us, like, we didn't need to go. But the only reason I always went was because, like, like you know, my mother hoards things. So she shops for herself. And then she'll, like, shop separately for my brother and I. And that's, 
like my me and my brother just because they eat like, different we, things. We, we eat different things. Yeah. And your mom's like, like all the chef boy RD. Yeah, all like I ramen. can't. You guys I like can't, this, right? I can't like, eat yeah. chef boy RD. <laughs> You're just like and my like son. mom. Buy me some vegetables, please. <laughs> like yeah. a bag of spinach, a bag some... of carrots, and a cucumber will do. Back like, to the cucumbers again, Sasha. No, <laughs> I love cucumbers. They're they crunchy and delicious. So cucumbers cucumbers. Are They're so good. A moment of appreciation for cucumbers. Mm. Who doesn't like cucumbers? I I like I like pickles. I mm. like cucumbers. They're they're like I cucumber is just delicious. How do you I hate, hate pickles? pickles? I hate pickles. Hear me out. And this actually will nice segue back into our actual conversation. Pickles. My mom loved pickles. She used to drink the pickle juice. And like always eat pickles. So naturally that's that's a lot of vinegar. Naturally, people that's a lot of sodium children. Yes, that's a lot of salt. It, like naturally she would like palate how she liked things to us. Just because, you know, she doesn't know our palates. She gets what she likes and then you guys right. are kinda like a byproduct. Oh, so she ignored the whole second half that my mom did. Yes. Pickles <laughs> always to me seemed like the kind of food you eat when you don't want to taste what you're eating, right? And it's kind of that hot sauce conundrum where, like, why would you put pickles on a burger if you want to taste the meat of the burger? Because all you're going to taste is pickles. I don't want to taste the meat of a burger. I don't want to taste the meat. It's yeah. cheap meat. It's greasy. It's occasionally a bone. Like, let's throw a pickle on top of all that, a flavor I'm guaranteed to enjoy. Right. A crunch and it's I'm crisp. And to my enjoy Italian family, all day. my Italian family, very into the vinegary palate. Like they like mm. olives. They Me like I love olives. A good right. green oh. olive. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very Greek. Pepperoncini. Also, but, you know, very Italian as well. Banana pepper. And. You would just for me, it would, I, like anytime I go to a family gathering and they would have like macaroni salad, but they put olives in it. And I'm like, no, nah, can't oh, yeah. can't fuck with it. No, like I cannot do olives. I can't do pickles. I can't do any of that. shit. So then like my that, that's kind of where I found solace with my uh, black side of my family, because listen, listen, good. I don't like pickles, pickles and Nashville style chicken or jerk chicken or any of the, like those fried chicken varies slaps. Laps, it's so good. The pickles make it, right? And pickles it's just, and jerk chicken right? is good. Dude, dude, You're like, right. And you have this, like, realization, like, did I just not like pickles because all the white, like, the white people in my life were telling me how to use pickles? But realistically, I should have not been listening to them about how to use this bitter kind of stuff. Because, like, seriously, <laughs> like, I didn't like hot I don't like hot sauce either. Big whoops, like, Frank's hot sauce or, like, the... Tabasco, like I'm not a fan of those. Uh, so a lot of my black family would always kind of like, you know, make their stuff traditionally pretty hot or covered in hot sauce or, you know, just traditionally. That's just how they would do things over there. So I'd always be the one like, can I have no hot sauce? And they'd make me the little extra plate to the side that didn't have the hot sauce or like the extra spicy stuff they put in the greens, which I still to this day don't know what that is. But it, it really went like you get like a piece of it and it's just like in oh! collard greens. Yeah, it's almost like peppercorn. It's almost like a peppercorn. Yeah, my family doesn't use anything spicy in collard greens. It's I, yeah, it's not like even innately spicy. It's just like, like you get a chunk of it and it's like, <coughs> oh, what the hell was that? Right. 
It might just be peppercorn. <laughs> it, might, it might just be peppercorn. But like literally, like the black side of my family kind of understood a little bit more. And again, I didn't really spend a lot of time with them. Like it was maybe my formative years, my first seven to eight years of my life. But the food really stuck out to me. The way that like we would eat, the the way things were just like made, it was so much more flavor. And I, I know it's a stereotype to say white people don't uh, season their stuff. I know this isn't true. I grew up in an Italian house, f- flavor out the woozang, but it always came from the ingredients. It always came from the regolta cheese. It always came from the, <laughs> sorry, I'm doing that to appease my grandmother, the, the ricotta, the ricotta cheese, and the, the, the most real, <laughs> and, the, and the sauce, and the meatballs, and like it would come, that's where the flavor comes from. And then the little notes of what they use to make the food are kind of the underneath. But then when you go to like black food, traditionally everything is seasoned to high hell. Like like literally like it's like the like the boldest flavor, the most like zest, the most spice, the most, you know, and I fucked with it. I loved it. Like it was like a, a new chapter for me because all my life I'd been kind of like, okay, that's good, but the flavor is kind of it's not like necessarily where I want it to be. And then I became an adult with this new idea of like, okay, well maybe black people just need a little bit more something, something in their food to like, so that to taste it the same way. And I started cooking, like I made my own version of my own sauce, a slight variation of the one that my family uses that is much spicier and is much more flavorful in my Yours personal opinion. Yours is spicy. In my but personal it's still opinion. Is. It's so good. So, like, having that mix of the Italian culture, the, the savory, the, the, the cheesy, the, even the bitter parts of it, and then having that African-American gene, which, I mean, like, if you look in history, uh, for a <clears throat> short period to longish period where we had to eat the worst food imaginable... Um, wonder why historically proven that they were right. given well, the worst the parts so of the African animal. So African American Africans are generally more one step up from pig slop. Right, Africans are generally more spice driven. African cuisine does have a lot of spice uh, in it, but when you go when you come to America, and you're given food, and the only reason I'm not bringing it up people is levity. I'm not. I understand exactly why this happened, and so does Sasha, and we are very aware of it. However, what we're very talking aware. about is the fact that because for so long the food that we were eating, or our, our genetic ancestors were eating, was so gross. Like, it wasn't the good parts of the pig. It wasn't the good parts of, like, chitlins, bro. I've eaten chitlins many times in my life. And that food is literally, like, like if you've ever been around where they're cooked, you know. That, that oh, food it smells is, so that bad. Food is literally the poop. <laughs> like, oh, like, it smells like, so bad. So, like, I love, I love me some chilling. But it's so tasty though. But it smells right. so. Bad. But because of that, <laughs> like, uh, they would spice the living hell out of it. They would, they would throw sugar. They would throw get creative salt and 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 turmeric and, and and like all kinds all of kinds of all, all kinds of spices, crazy spices into their food so that it was edible and it was you know palatable. And then you do that for 400 years. How many generations is that? How many generations does it take for a human to adapt to the new environment? You know, and, and that kind of thing, you know, when you're growing up in a predominantly white household, like most of my relatives that I really know are Italian or of Italian descent. And 
you're just like sitting here like eating pasta sauce and someone's like oh it's a little too much like oregano in this i'm like there's oregano in this <laughs> like, yeah, you're what? like what oregano <laughs> like what oregano it tastes like tomato paste you know like, like oh we put uh, se- uh several cloves of garlic in there like, i don't taste that shit like what the hell but then i had my first my actual first real jerk chicken was actually uh out here we had just moved to this apartment and there was a restaurant around the corner that actually makes good like good soul food and my dad took me there uh for dinner and i got the jerk chicken because i you know i've heard about it my whole life my family uh does <laughs> enjoy it but i've just never had the honor and bro like you want to talk about spice it's not i mean a good jerk is hot but like it it like so many flavors it's so flavorful. It is so It's literally much. sensory overload. It is so much, and it is so good. It is so... I was like, damn, I've been missing out, man. Like, my whole life, like, <laughs> I could have been having this all the time. And, like, damn, it's so good with the sauce. And I hate pineapple. There was, like, pineapple there. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then, like, uh, yester- uh, yesterday was Danny's first lemon pepper chicken wing. So good. Lemon pepper chicken is the like one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth, to be honest. But the thing is, is I don't have the same, so I can handle a lot of spice. Right. Uh, but my preference is more on the bland side. On the bland side? More. Like, okay, not on the bland side, but like not salty. Like you're more savory. You're you're more it's not sweet, but it's like naturally uh not yeah i like natural flavors i'll say that like i like the taste of ingredients like you said like like if something's gonna have like like if you're putting different kinds of chili peppers in something and it has that spice of a chili pepper that's so much better than me than adding like a bunch of hot sauce and making a spice you know what i mean and like i have serrano chilies that i just kind of cook and eat randomly they're in my fridge. Chili peppers are good. I just, I just eat them. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, literally saute some chilies uh, in a little bit of safflower oil and eat them and call it a day. But why uh, your shopping bill is so much cheaper. Than- <laughs> I feel like, oh, I just need a, this. Oil. I, All right, good. Like, you vegetables? I'm over here like, I need this spice, this spice, this spice, this vegetable, this vegetable for flavoring this vegetable for substance then i need this meat and this meat <laughs> like, like, i need sesame oil olive oil <laughs> and i'm i'm making i'm making art over here in my kitchen bro like it's- yeah i'm literally just making sustenance but to be honest i can also just plain rice and still be fine yeah that to me you are strange to me with that you eat ice you literally eat yeah. something that tastes like nothing like you, you eat. You, I think bland is the perfect way to describe your. <laughs> that doesn't have a. Taste. You're like, yo, can I have I edamame do- without any salt? Just, just the, just give me. Yeah. A plant. Oh, I'll eat edamame. <laughs> to be honest, anything that's cold and crunchy, I'll probably like it. You probably like lima beans. You nasty. I do like lima. You beans. nasty. Wait, why don't you like lima you beans? Nasty. What's wrong Who with lima, lima beans? <laughs> All right, comments. Tell us who the hell likes yeah. lima beans out there. Okay, I will say though, I'm the kind of person that like you can give me like a bag of baby spinach, and I will eat it 
while watching TV like someone eats a bag of Doritos. That's that's weird. But also, no, it's not because vegetables question. have real flavors. I can taste them, but when they're all put together, I can't like in tomato yes. sauce. Like basil, I, nah, lost I feel on you me. on that. Be just because uh, I eat my salad without any dressing as well. Like, well, sometimes I throw some, but like for the most part, I lo- I like the taste of the vegetables themselves. But the thing is, spinach, bro, spinach is like bitter, bitter and like gross. You know what I mean? Like, like to me, or like plain rice. You can taste the graininess of just plain rice when you eat it by itself, and it, yeah, that means that those natural flavors, man, are not. I mean, my if you're thing. gonna eat something like that, you need to enjoy the flavor of it. That's how I feel about buttered noodles. I can eat so much plain buttered noodles because the actual flavor of it to me is fine. But Danny, it's delicious. not plain if it's buttered. If it's buttered first right. of all, second of all, <laughs> I cannot eat buttered noodles. I can't eat it's rice. Because I literally can't eat that much butter. Like all that, fa- it literally, I feel like I'll have a heart attack. That's if uh, I, that's that's kind of leading to this this conversation of like, I definitely have tend to lean more African American in my t- tastes, and then you who are also I, I mean yeah. stick around guys because at our YouTube channel at Buyo Pro on YouTube, we are going to do all do ancestry.com DNA tests and we're gonna find out. So, what so excited what we're uh what we actually are but it's just interesting that me and Sachelle both consider ourselves like categorically uh mixed you know we like we have a lot of cultures in us we don't necessarily know what all those cultures are but it's interesting to find out after a lifetime of growing up eating italian food or a lifetime of growing up eating what your mom would make and finding out later that like we just didn't have the same palate i wonder how many people out there that are like that like, I know there are picky kids, but is it the same thing as being like, Ma, I really wish you put some cumin in this chili? Like, 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 like you know what I mean? Is there is there a difference between just being picky and also, like, just having a different palate because of the genes that are mixed in with us? That's an interesting question. That's fair. Yeah, that's a fair question. And also, it's really interesting because, yeah, my brother can eat uh, basically dog food and <laughs> like it. So that's true. I've seen it. <laughs> that's something I can't do. Like you that's know, true. like canned meat is weird for me. Yeah, maybe maybe shredded chicken. If I'm making like a fucking casserole, maybe. I can't do cheap meat. Maybe. I have to hide it with right. pickles. So the, yeah. So the thing is, okay. So I also found out that I can't do cheap meat. And like I can, like I can eat like chicken thighs, right. but it has to be real meat, right? right. So. I get like chicken thighs are cheap, but also I know that it's the thigh of a chicken and I can, I can eat it. It's fine. Right. I don't like processed meat. And I found out. So my mother, um, she is one of those. She likes her meat basically burnt. Oh, my mom too. Yeah. She's like, well done as well. as You can get it like no pink. No. And I'm like, I don't understand your life because when I turned 17, I like, I was, I was dating a guy and his, his family, they wanted to have like, they cook steaks on a barbecue. And I didn't think to like, I had never eaten anything other than well done meat bricks in my life. Like I have never I had never tell them you wanted it well done or anything. Yeah, I didn't even think I was just like, oh, this is just how it's done. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but they made it medium. And it was the most delicious thing I ever put in my mouth in terms of beef. Right. And I was just like, steak can taste like this. Like, like there was no need for steak sauce, which now I don't eat at all. Because if it's a good steak, why do you need steak sauce? Also, if you didn't burn your steak, you don't need steak sauce. Right. But yes. So I found out like that was one of the first times that I had realized that I had such different tastes um, from my mother. And it was mostly because I didn't, I hadn't explored my taste. Right. Like there were things that I liked that I didn't even realize that I could like. Dude, that's. Which is, yeah, so fun. Perfect segue, bro. Because dude, what if someone were to ask me personally what my favorite food of all time is, what I could eat every day and never get sick of it, Eastern Asian food. Me too. I Eastern Asian food, obviously, surprise. like I haven't gone in surprise. <laughs> surprise. I haven't gone into like obviously the very very like I've never eaten a live octopus, never done any of that. But when it comes to the palate, when it comes to the actual flavor, right, it packs a punch spice wise. It fills that need, but also it's so savory. Like the things that they use, so like it kind of hits both of the palates that I've grown to like have and then i like pork belly for the for, for example if some of you don't know who pork, what pork belly is okay it's meat taken from not not the lining of the stomach or anything it's just literally that's the cut it's that so it tends to be a little thicker of fat let's add a little bit of fat fattier content but the way that this pork cooks is it's like just, what bacon wants to be it's like literally it's like grown-up bacon it's like it, it doesn't taste, and, and for you guys out there, it doesn't taste like bacon, really. No. It's just that's how it cooks, kind of, right? And so good. it is literally my favorite meat of all time. Like, hands down. Like, pork belly. If I'm going to a new Korean place or if I'm going to a new Japanese place, I'm ordering pork belly. Like, period. It is literally yeah. my favorite food. I will say, to be honest, um, my favorite food is probably sushi. I, shocker <laughs> i know right but the thing is is it's flavorful on its own you know like right. it, it it tastes like the ingredients right. like there's there's crunchy there's cold crunchy stuff right there's cold crunchy stuff and then also there's so much flavor and raw fish doesn't bother me and now that i know that uh raw meat is an available thing for humans to consume well I definitely did some exploring. For anyone who doesn't know better, don't eat raw beef, chicken. You can eat pork. raw beef, actually. I mean, there's tartar, there's special, like there's specific ways to do it. But if you just out here eating steaks without cooking them, you're gonna get sick. No, Disclaimer, yeah, don't do that. You're gonna get sick. And same thing with fish. Even you have to get sushi grade fish. If you get, you could get yes. sick, man. Don't. Just a disclaimer out there for those that don't know better. <laughs> but continue. Fair enough. Okay. That's a fair disclaimer. <laughs> but the thing is, is after, like, after my experience with the steak, uh, I then decided I was going to try a bunch of other foods. Like, it was, then I started eating, like, like, um, like the closest, like, I like eggs over easy. Same, bro. But before that, I had never had anything but scrambled eggs. Right. My, that's all my mom ever made was scrambled Because that's all my mom made, because that's all she liked. Like, she likes her eggs fully cooked, her meat fully cooked. So, in that, I tried sushi. 
you know, and I was just like, oh, this is this is amazing. It fit my palate so well. Everything tasted so fresh. Right. And it was it like it was just so good, you know, and then on top of that, um, like, I mean, there's a lot of other Asian dishes like I but I really enjoy the seafood aspect. Yes. Like seafood is my thing. I've even now had cuttlefish. Oh, like, yes. Yes. Like I ate a raw cuttlefish and it it's was delicious. So good, but also and didn't realize that squid ink, like the or cuttlefish ink, tastes good. Right. It's it's, it's it's good. I mean, honestly, I've had it kind of not necessarily raw, like just like they put it on pasta and they didn't really do anything to season it. Oh, the squid ink. It. That's not mm-hmm. my favorite. But when they make like a squid ink and soy sauce kind of a sauce, oh my god. It's so good. It's salty, it's but it's delicious. Good. It is salty. It's so good. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like there's just so many. There's other cuisines to explore, but sushi is definitely up there. Fa, fa is which for those of you who don't know is traditionally a Vietnamese dish. Such a good, such a, my first so my first pho ever was made for me by a white dude. Like, and he made it like, oh, God, I can't remember his name. It was Vo's uh, neighbor. What? No, 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 no. Not when you lived uh, on Hemlock, where, in the house that he was living in uh, for a long time. Downstairs like neighbor's neighbor? name yeah. was Jose. No, downstairs. No, downstairs neighbor. Elwood? I don't remember his name. El- El- Elwood or something close like that? It, you I would always call him by his last name. But this kid was a cooking genius. Like, this kid had... All the like gadgets to like do the cool stuff with cooking. He was like seasoning and aging his meat. Like he was going hard, right? And he was and Vo was like, "You want to come eat some foot with uh, me and unknown neighbor?" And I was just like, "The foot is foot. Like what the hell? Like what are you saying? (laughs) What are you saying to me right now?" And he was just like, "Eat some foot." Like what's foot? He was like, "No, it's foot. It's like a soup. Uh, kind of. It's got noodles. It's good." I was like, yeah, f- yeah, yeah fuck with it. It's, it's kind of like ramen. I was like, all right. So that was my first foot, and oh my gosh, like, dude, that was my first time having bean sprouts in a soup, which was just like, now I want them in all my soups. Like, like bean sprouts just add that crunch, that perfect flavor, and a freshness to a soup. And I was just like, damn, dude. And then they had the meat, which is just like thinly sliced heaven beef, and you're just like, dude, like, why have I not been eating this my whole life? So I've asked my parents. Uh, I don't know about if you guys have had this conversation with your parents, but I have definitely asked my parents, why have you never tried? Because uh, my stepdad, very worldly man, very in- he enjoys food from all over, but he has a very strict palate. He doesn't really like uh, Mexican food. He doesn't really like Asian food. Like He, he kind of sticks to the, the Italian and the fish and the meat. So I asked him, like, dude, how have you never had pho or or ramen or or uh pork belly or any of this stuff because i know he would like it if he tried it kimchi he would love kimchi i know he would love he likes cabbage he loves the fancy section of wegmans he's always coming with jars that are expensive he would love try this specific flavor that it's eastern asian it's kind of off limits to him he doesn't want to do it so i've asked him hey man like why like what is there a reason and their answer is always the same. It messes their body up. Like they 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 feel sick after eating. I don't know if Sasha froze. Definitely. 
she gone? She logged off. Oh, God. She's been like that for a while, so I don't even know where the fuck we were at. Uh, Sash, if you can hear us, just exit out and come back in, girl. Hello? How's it going, everyone? You may not be used to seeing me this way, but I am Sebastian, the editor. So I'm the one that leaves all the funny comments and all the things that you see in the videos. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you today because of connectivity issues during the episode, a lot of the audio that came from the second half of this podcast got screwed up. We're really sorry. We didn't know it was happening. We usually test for this stuff. We've done a lot of things to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen, but sometimes stuff like this happens, and I'm really sorry, but what you're about to hear is the end of the episode, the outro of the episode. It's corrupted. I'm, you're going to hear what we've had to deal with, but in the future, we are definitely going to take more measures to see if we can fix these problems, and hopefully never have to do this again. You never have to see my face again, except for on the episodes because i am not two different people i think so uh thank you guys for understanding and enjoy the very corrupted terrible ending of mixed edition episode two stay cultured but as we wrap this up i think that we what we talked about today is an important part of all of our individual cultures food as sasha was saying is that connecting device between cultures even in a world divided into a bunch of different cultures now, what does a world look like where we stop putting up the dividers and just all start eating everything? That's the world I want. <laughs> and on that note, that's the end. Stay cultured, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Let's all smile like <laughs> Sasha is right now. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for your support. Keep listening to new episodes. Bye.